0: Good evening ladies, gentlemen, ladies, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple, this is your humble host Hunter here. Hope you're all having a great night, day, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. I've got a review for the quote final unquote uh, chapter in the Halloween franchise in Halloween Kills, which is directed by David Gordon Green, who, uh, who also is a co-writer on it, along with Danny McBride, which is still insane to hear. Uh, David Gordon Green, of course, has worked with McBride on Vice Principles, Righteous Gemstones. He's done quite a bit of stuff. And so uh, Red Oaks, which is a very underrated show. But okay, so God, how do we want to get into this? So I was going to review Halloween Kills because I I hadn't seen it until this past week. And honestly, let me just get my thoughts on Kills out of the way real real quick. It's a very interesting concept on how mob mentality can destroy a town and really become a cancer, and that's what Michael Myers feels like to to the town at large. But it's just it's told in a very clunky way. Some interesting ideas that I don't think are fully fleshed out. I would probably give kills. Oh God, probably a C. Yeah, I think a C is fair. And the the killing of of a Lori's daughter, uh, um, Karen played by Judy Greer in the last two minutes is it's fucking absurd. And it, it almost dropped it down to a C minus for me because how much that decision just royally pisses me off. So we go ahead and start here with Halloween ends, which takes place four years after the events of Halloween kills. Lori played, of course, by the amazing Jamie Lee Curtis is, is attempting to move on and live in a post Michael Myers world. Uh, Addie uh, M- uh, Matichak is what I'm gonna go, uh, Matichak, uh, Mad-i- Mad-i- sure, she plays Allison uh once again, and they're uh, she's living with Lori, they're both trying to move on, and so here's what I'm gonna say, Uh full spoilers, by the way, because I do have to get into spoilers to talk about my feelings in the film, Rohan Campbell plays this guy named Corey, you know him as a uh, Frank Hardy from the Hardy Boys, which is coming up on its last season. And honestly, if you haven't watched The Hardy Boys, I'd really recommend watching The Hardy Boys. He's actually really good on there. But he plays this guy named Corey, and he's babysitting this kid. And long story short, the movie opens with him, and this kid ends uh, ends up dying. And, okay, so I'm old enough to remember this, so bear with me here as I kind of go through this line of thought. So you remember how and I'll use married with children as an example. There'd be a couple times where there would be an episode where they'd bring in like a side character or a character that you weren't too familiar with and the first maybe 10 maybe 15 uh, 15 minutes of the episode was dedicated to the side character and then Al would show up or the rest of the Bundy clan would show up. You, you know, studios and companies have done this for years where they kind of use other shows as like a back pilot. Uh, or, like a backdoor pilot phrasing, uh, for another character to do a spin off or what have you. That's what this felt like with Corey, and this is the most inopportune time to pull that shit. And that's something that just frustrated me throughout the whole film because in Halloween Kills, Lori is on the sideline for so much of it, uh, up until I want to say the last. Forty-ish minutes or so, and we don't even see Michael and her in the same room in Kills, let alone you know even have any dialogue with each other or what have you. It's it's really quite maddening, and so pulling this thing with Corey, it's just it's such a hard turn to make, and it frustrates me because I've talked to people who really dig Halloween Kills. They're wrong, but whatever. Uh And people who like Halloween Ends, and you know they're impressed with the kind of big swings it takes. And the thing is, I get that people just go, oh, it's a big swing, that's so cool. But if you can't execute the big swing, what the fuck does it matter, you know? You can go up to a pitcher, you know, you can go up to the plate and just swing big. It doesn't mean that that you have good technique or anything. And that's what frustrates me the most about this movie, is that Corey, his relationship with Allison is zoomed through so quickly. Uh, Allison's straight up seduced by Corey in a way that really doesn't make sense considering the paranoia she's gone through, the paranoia that exists in her family, the fact she's fucking living with Lori, like, give me a fucking break. It's very very hard to take the turn it takes with Allison and Corey seriously. And what I thought they were gonna kind of do is maybe have Corey and Allison team up. While I think that would have been still kind of insane, that's at least something to solidify the relationship that I would have gone, okay. like maybe you can do something with this. To go back to 2018 Halloween film, it is a classic Halloween film, but what you could have done is you could have introduced Corey in 2018 Halloween film and have him and Allison get closer over the next two films through their shared tragedy and what have you. So then by the time you get to Halloween ends and you try to pull this twist, then it actually hits in a way that resonates. And that's that's the big issue with this movie, is that there's a lot it's trying to say, there's a lot it's trying to wrap up, and it's trying to do it in under two hours. This is one of those cases where, and I'm very happy when movies want to be under two hours, it makes my job <laughs> easier, but this is definitely one of those times that this film needed to be at least two hours. And I I can't believe I want to say this, but I even say maybe two hours, 20 minutes. Honestly, with all of this, it's trying to wrap up. You can you could have thrown in some flashbacks of Allison and Corey. You could have developed Corey's arc more. And it's just it's trying to race through so much so quickly that when we get to Corey kind of being an apprentice to Michael Myers. It really just does kind of make you raise an eyebrow and go, oh, really? This is where we're going with it? It just feels very forced and and, and hand-handed at points. And it really does delay the momentum quite a bit of the film at large. Also, this movie kind of has the same issues that I kind of had with Joker, where Allison is like the one person who's being nice to Corey. I understand that, yes, this kid getting killed... Is an absolute tragedy, and how you know a town can, a town has turned on people for far less than what the town turns on Corey for. So I I completely get that. It would have been interesting to see that actually happen in real time. We kind of just have to take the film's word for it as far as you know the town just hates him, and he gets these. Three kids like teenagers who are just fucking fucking with him. Uh Martin, uh, uh uh Billy, Margot, Stacy, and then I I am blanking on the other kid's name. Uh, but there's another kid and uh Terry. Yeah, there we go. Terry, Stacy, Margot, Billy. And Margo's like the most innocent one. Uh she's played by Joey Harris. But Michael uh, Barbary, who plays Terry, this kid's a fucking sociopath. Like, this kid is going to end up being that kid who needs to go through, like, no means no training before he goes to college. It's one of those things where you just see how this kid, it, it reminds me of that episode of Dexter, where there's that one kid who Dexter can clearly tell is going to be a serial killer. I think that's like season three, I think that's like season four, but It's one of those things where I appreciate the movie for at least doing this in the sense of these kids are just they're nerds. They're you know, I I think they're in like the marching band in the world we live in now where, you know, to to get old man Hunter for a second back in my day when you actually had to bully someone face to face, you can do it over, you know, you can do it over an Internet connection. I appreciate the fact that these kids really weren't shit, but they were just giving Corey so much shit. And the way they meet their demise, and that is something I have to give the movie credit for. The kills in here are brutal. They are so brutal. I thought the kills in Halloween Kills, I thought were excellent. That's actually my favorite thing about the movie. I actually like the kills in this one more. There's this one DJ, uh, Karan Harris, who plays of the Kid, who's this very shock jock DJ, uh, very much fanning the flames um, of, you know, what Corey uh, supposedly did. And the way that Willie the Kid meets his demise is hilarious, but also in that sort of, you know, you got got, you know, this is what sometimes you need to just shut the fuck up (laughs) in that sort of way. And it's something that I was actually pretty impressed with as far as The Kill. We don't, um, we do get the big title fight, of course, at the end between Lori and Michael Myers. And I will say for that 10 minutes-ish that we get to see them really go at it, that that is worth the price of admission. Like it's it's really well handled as far as the actual fight. And there's this there's this scene that you've seen in the trailer of the garbage disposal. I have a very rational fear, I think most people do, of you know, me reaching down to grab some of my garbage disposal and just randomly going off with that, that, that shit scares <laughs> that concept scares the shit out of me it's something that I feel every time I go by my garbage disposal so having her hand almost crunched in a garbage disposal, I was freaking the fuck out and the movie does a really good job of making the, the hits and the slashes and the way that they are truly hurting each other, you feel it in that last fight and something that I was really just like, let's fucking go. And I, I don't know. I, I was really impressed with that aspect. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I, I I don't think she gets a a ton to do here. At least not nearly enough for what is her again, quote, final unquote outing as a Lori. But Jamie Lee Curtis, she's one of the best actresses we've had for years, whether it's you know Freaky Friday or Knives Out or True Lies or uh, even her popping up as Jess's mom, a new girl, uh, throughout the whole series run. Jamie Lee Curtis is absolutely incredible. And what she's done for social issues and just using her voice, the woman's special. And while this movie doesn't check every box for me, I'm happy she got to go out on her own terms. I'm really happy uh, for her for that. And where the film ends up with the death of Michael Myers, he's dead. He's as dead as a doornail. They they hammer that shit home. He is dead, dead. And I think my big frustration with this movie is that I truly believe there is a great film in here. If you set the pieces, if the pieces have been set up from the 2018 version, I think you could have flushed this out. Well, I, I think you could have made this two hours, 15 minutes. I think you even with setting up Corey's arc in the 2018 version, I still would have made this probably two hours, 15. But it's just too much to flesh out. It's too much to wrap up in too short of an amount of time. And that's that's the thing that bums me out the most about it. It's that I do believe that there is a not just a good, but a great film in here. It's just incredibly muddled. So I'm going to be kind of nice after sleeping on it and thinking about it a bit. I do like this more than Kills, but this also frustrates me more than Kills does, so, ah, crap. I'm gonna give this a C+, but I'll be the first to admit that might be too high after I think about it a little more, but I'm gonna stick with the C+, for now. It's on Peacock streaming, so you can definitely watch it. Uh, it's also out in theaters as well, if you're feeling comfortable enough to go to a theater. You know, watch this with some friends. Uh, get some booze, cheer for the you know for the kills, but I, I wanted more from what is supposed to end this saga, and I don't know. I, I'm, a dis- I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm happy for Jamie Lee Curtis and the fact she got to go out on her own terms because she deserves that for what she's given to the horror genre, but. Uh, Halloween ends, everyone. What would you think of it? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Don't forget to like both pages on The Real Pineapple on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and rate us. It helps out the show. You can find us most places you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Tune up and Samsung podcast at The Real Pineapple. You can find me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam and you can find me on TikTok at Black Shazam775. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have more reviews up for the real spooky series, including multiple reviews of the Scream uh, franchise. I was going to try to get through all six. I don't think that's going to happen now because uh, I actually found out I'm going to be moving in a couple weeks. So I got to be out of here soon. So, Probably won't have time, but we'll definitely have reviews up for the first three Scream movies, as well as reviews for, oh, man, what else? The House with a Clock in its Walls, X, uh, The Black Phone, to name a few others. But, yeah, we've got some real spooky reviews coming up for y'all. But, oh, yeah, and a review for Black Adam, because that comes out this week, and that's that's going to be a movie. But, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Tell someone you love them today. We all need to hear that more. But thank you again for the support, y'all. And we'll talk to you soon.